Shavua Tov. I am now recording Shabbos' Daf. It's Daf Ches. I'm going to go from the third last line of Daf Zayin Amud Beis. Amalei Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yitzchak said to Rabbi Nachman, My time a lot as Yimala Beiknishda. Why, literally, why don't you come to Shul to Daven today? So Amalei Lo Yachilne says I wasn't able. Amalei Lichnafei Lamara Sorabilisle. Why don't you gather ten people in Daven? So Amalei Tircheli Milset was too difficult. Many explained that. He felt bad bothering people to come to his house, specifically to Daven for his minion. So he said, well, at least you should have got someone to send a, me- send a message to you when they were davening, so that you could daven at the same time. So Amalei Michael Yai says, why should I go to such a far, to such an extent to try daven in the same time as the Tzibur's davening? So Amalei, the Omer Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Yochai, because Rabbi Yochanan said the name of Rabbi Shimon Yochai, my dear Siv, what does the Pesach mean when it says, Vani Tfilosi Lecho Hashem Eis Rotson? May my Tfilah be to you at a time of good favor. So Amos Sai Aishrotson, when is this good favor? When the community is davening. So we see that there's a special dimension of your tefillahs will be accepted if they at the same time that the rest of the community of davening, interesting enough, even if you're not actually davening with them. Um, now the Gemara is just going to bring a few different psukim that prove the same point. He says it's from the following posuk. Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chanino, Oma Mehacha, Hain Al Kavilo Yimos, Vuxiv Podo, Beshalom Nefesh Mikerli, Mikrovli, Kibarabim Hoyumido, Imodi. And Tanya Namehach, we have a price which teaches the same as last one. Rabbi Noisan, Oma Rabbi Noisan says, Minancha and a Korjbohu, Mouva, Tfila, Shul Rabbim. How do we know that Hashem does not reject the Tfila of the community, Shenem, of many people who daven at the same time? Shenem are Hain Al Kavilo Yimos. Vuxiv Podo, Beshalom, Nafshi mi kerev li v'goymar. Omar Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem's, in explanation of this, Hashem says, Kol ha'oyseh p'toro g'vilos chasorim u'mizpal imhat sibur, anyone who learns Torah and does acts of kindness and davens with the community, ma'ani, ma'aliani, olov ke'ilu podani li, u'livni bibayin umas o'elem, I view it as if he has redeemed me and my sons from amongst nations. Omar Reish Lakish, call me sheesh l'obosek, Carrying on with the theme of the importance of davening with the community, Omer Eshlokish Eshlokish says, "Kol mishiyesh lo beis akneses beirov aino nichnas shomlis balal." Anyone who has a shul in his town and he doesn't go daven, then nikra shocheno is considered an evil neighbor. Shenema, who you should avoid at all costs. Interestingly, Shenema, as it says, "Kol mar Hashem al kol shochnei hareim hanoigim benachala asher hinalti es ami es Yisrael." So Hashem said, "All my evil neighbors." Who damaged the inheritance which I gave to my people, B'nai Israel? Here, Nachala means the shuls that are given. Not only that, he causes Golos to him and his sons. I will pluck them from their land and the house of Yehuda from amongst them. They said to Rabbi Yochanan, They're actually people who live to an old age in Babel. So Tom of Omar Yochanan was amazed, bewildered. How could that be? He said, the Pasuk says as follows, In order that you and your sons have long life on the land. It's written only in regards to Harama, Eretz Yisrael, but not in regards to Chutz Laaretz. 
So they explained to him, no, they go, go early and stay late in shul. Omar Hainu Dahanile says, oh, that what stands in their stead. Like Rabbi Shub and Levi said to his sons, You must get up early and go to shul and stay late in the shul, hang, hang around there, so that you have a long laugh. Rabbi Yacha, Rabbi Chanina says, what's the, what's the, where do we see that in the Pasuk? So it says, Asher Adom Shomer Li Lishkod Al Dasosai, happy is the person who hurries to my doors, Yom Yom every day, Lishmo Mezuz Pesuk, and God stays around by the gates, by the, by the doorposts. Uksiv Basran, straight after it, says, Ki Motzo Motzo Chayim. Whoever remains there, the one who does that finds life. So we see that someone who goes early to Shul and stays late, is earns deserving of a long life. Interesting enough, I heard, I think it was Rav Chazan, he's got a Rosh Kolal of Dionysus and Eretz Yisrael, I think he said it was in the name of Rav Tukachinsky, he gave the following parable, I mean, this is more in our approach to tefillah, but I think it's the same about being at shul, is that when a father or grandfather gives his son some chocolate, and then he, a slab of chocolate, and he says, can I have a piece back? If the child says, yeah, sure, dad, and gives him a piece, the father is very likely to go and give him more. And if a child, if the father, uh, if the child says, no, it's mine, well, then the father's not going to be so quick to give him a slab of chocolate another time. He says that's the same thing. We take time over our day to give it to Hashem. And Hashem says, are you giving me some time? I've given you your whole life and you give me some of the time, I'll give you much more. Okay, carrying on. Again, this theme of... uh, Dedicating yourself to shul, um, uh, to going to shul. Omar of Chizda Olam Yichanes Olam Shneip Sochim Beveis Knesses. A person should always go through two doors to get into shul. Shneip Sochim Sagadarach. How could you think that a person must walk through two doors? Ella Ema. What he means to say Shiu Shneip Sochim Ve'Achar Kachis Bal. You should go two doors, the distance of two doors into the shul, and that's where you should daven. Rashi explains because otherwise, if you stop right by the door, it looks like it's tedious for you to be there, and you just want to get out. Um, Rabbein Yonah says, therefore, if you have a Mokom Kovua set place right by the door, then clear as long as you just want to get out, that's just where your seat is. Um, Rashi explains very interestingly that no, it's, it means that you must go into shul and wait that amount of time to settle your thoughts, to settle down so that you can daven much better. Then um, it seems a mixture of between yeah this that we mentioned the Aesrot, since we mentioned another time that a person should have it or also I think got to do with the Chaim, if you find one who finds me finds life. So the Potsuk says every pious person should daven to you at the time that it is to be found. I had a specific time, he must dive into you. What are those times? We can have a few different opinions. That's when he's the time to find a wife, when he's getting married. As the Apostle says, someone who finds a woman finds goodness. Um, and therefore, you should dive into have what's best. In Eretz Yisrael, when a man would be getting married, I think it would be Maybe when you're starting Shiduchim or something, they're giving the warning. It says, Motso or Moitse? Did you find a wife or find a wife? What's they, what they were they alluding to? Motso, Dixit, Motso, Isa, Motso, Tova. If you find a wife, you find goodness in your life for your faith, return Hashem, and you'll find favor from Hashem. Or is it Moitse? 
this woman. So we see a wife can be both for the best or for the worst. And that's what they're phrasing. Be careful who you going out with. Make sure that they are someone yes, with good midos, kindness, and your What does it mean? Again, we mentioned that. We, there's a time when a person should have when he finds something. That's when you're going to learn Torah. And Emara says, If you find it, you find life. No, it's that you should daven at the time of death, that you have a good death, a pleasant death. And Emara says, There are many ways of death. We have a brace along these lines. There 903 types of death. It says death, um, types of death, or the way death is found, and the gematria of the way it is found, is 903. The harshest one is askara, and the most pleasant one is neshika. Kis askara, domyo. Askara is like if you had a thorny branch in a pile of wool and you pull it out, it yanks out some of the wool with it. Rashi explains that ropes that they would fill up cracks in ships, so they would have to stuff very thick ropes in a very tight place, so pulling that out would be very, very difficult, and that's the type of death that's painfully difficult. Neshika, what's Neshika? Dumyaka mishchal benisa benisa It's like pulling a hair out of milk. No uh, difficulty at all, a very pleasant death. So that's the pshat of a good death. When a person, what does it mean you must daven at the time that it is found? That you found a fitting burial. Okay, they can rejoice because they found a good burial. This is what the person says. This is what it means that a person should daven for mercy until the last shovel full is placed on his grave. Mazutra Omar is Mozart. Mazutra gives a different explanation of what's the time that it should be found. This refers to a bathroom. Why is that? So in Babel, it seems that there were many places where they weren't able to dig proper latrines, and therefore it was they'd have to go far out to find a, to relieve themselves. And um, and therefore, it's, you daven that you find yourself in a place where it's easy to find a bathroom. And this one in Israel, they said the one of Mazutra is actually the most important one. We know. we see from other places in the Gomorrah that it views people who going to the bathroom and relieving oneself timelessly as a very, very dangerous. Uh, it's a very dangerous not to relieve oneself timelessly, and therefore, it's very important that you have a bathroom readily available. Okay, carrying on, going back to the discussion of shuls. Rav said to Rav Papa, please tell us one of those beautiful ideas that you heard in the name of Rav Chizda regarding a shul. So Omer Lehachi, Omer Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda said the following, My dear what does the Apostle mean when it writes? Oiv Hashem Sharei Tzion Mikol Mishkanos Yaakov. Hashem loves the Sharei Tzion, which he refers to the distinguished or dedicated or the marked place 
from all other dwellings, places in Yaakov. Mishkanos Yaakov, we also know, refers to Shul. So where is this Sharei Tzion that Hashem prefers even in Shul? So Hashem loves where people are delving into the Halacha, to come out with the Halacha, learning Gemara, etc., to work out the Halacha, more than he likes shuls and other bottom midrash. This is what said in the name of From the day the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, the only place that you find Hashem in this world is where people are delving into Halacha. At first I used to learn at home and then I would go daven at shul. Once I heard of this teaching that Rabbi Chiba Ami said in the name of Ula, the greatness of where someone sits and learns. That the place where you really find Hashem in this world is where people are delving into the Lachah. I used to daven where I learned. Big discussion in the Rishonim, what happens if there's no minion where you learn, if you're learning at home, or if you learn in a base midrash where there aren't 10 people, should you rather go to shul or not? Um, yeah, that's a discussion in the Rishonim. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Afal, Gav, Yeah, just to mention on that point, even the Rosh who comes out that possibly rather daven where you learn, says nowadays we would tell any Talmud Chochum that they should, the Rosh is saying that the Talmud Chochum should go daven in the shul because people will say, oh, look, if the Rav doesn't come to shul, why should I come to shul, etc. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Regarding Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, even though they had 13 shuls in Tiberia, they used to daven between the pillars where they would learn. In the base Medrash, where they used to learn, that's in that Exact place. That's where they would happen. Great is someone who seems to have Yerushalayim and benefits from his labor more than someone who just has Yerushalayim. Do you look about Yerushalayim? See, regarding someone who has fear of heaven, is written Happy is the one who fears God. But regarding someone who benefits from his labor as well. Sorry, he should one who labors, who eats from the labor of his hand, happy and he can be happy and it's good for you. Just someone who just has Yerushimai that doesn't say that it is good for him. The person should always live in the same area, same neighborhood that his Rebbe is. As long as his Rebbe is alive, he should live there. Because as long as Shimi ben Gera was alive, Shlomo did not marry Basparo. I think shot in that, as we saw earlier, that there was a degree of destruction the start of the destruction, the undermining of the Kedusha of, of Yerushalayim, when Shlomo married Bas Paro, and that was after Shimi ben Gaira died. So as long as your Rebbe is around, you should stay near, near to him. But doesn't the Pesach say, you should not live near your Rebbe? He says, 
It depends whether you subjugate yourself, subject yourself to him or not. If you subject yourself to him, good, you'll gain a lot from his teachings and him rebuking you, etc. If you do not subject yourself to him, so Rashi says, then you should rather not stay by him and what you do wrong is by mistake as opposed to hearing what your Rebbe says and still doing what is wrong. Omar Abu Nabar Yehuda, Omar Rav Menachem, Omar Rav Yami, Maidus Yivva Oizve Hashem Yichlu. What does it mean? Those who leave Hashem should who forsake Hashem should perish. Is there a many a Sefer Torah? That's who leaves Shul in the middle of Kriyat Sefer Torah. Rabbi Avu Nafek Ben Kavra the Kavra. Rabbi Avu used to be would leave between Aliyos. So it's not such a problem to leave between Aliyos. which seems the main reason the the Sefer Torah is closed. Boy Rav Papa Ben Sukkah Lepsukah. What would be the halacha? If you would leave in between psukim when the person was translating those psukim, they used to have someone translate straight after each posuk. Says Teiku, we leave it unresolved. Rav Sheshes Goris. Rav Sheshes used to turn his face and continue to learn. Omar Anan Bididon Vinu Bididu says, I learn. We learn what we're learning, and they're learning what they're learning. I they're busy with Kriyas Torah Tashimik and I'm busy with Torah Shemal Pei. But there's nothing wrong with me learning. Tosfos asks here a very important question. He says, but we learned. In uh, Sota, that is forbidden for a person to learn halacha during laning. So a person is not allowed to talk when the Sefer is, Torah is open, even in Dvar halacha. So first answer he gives is maybe that's only you're not allowed to learn aloud because then you uh, drown out the voice of one, the Kriya Torah. But if you learn softly like... Uh, um, like Rav Shei says here, would have... Then it's fine. Another answer he gives a bit later on from the riff. Tosos Yoch bring from the riff. They says maybe Rav Sheshes is different because Torosum Nasa. He was 100% dedicated to Torah. He never missed a moment and therefore he was allowed to continue to learn. But anyone else, even to learn, they would even have to continue. They would have to stop learning to create the Torah. Only someone who's 100% dedicated to their Torah learning. We're now going on to a discussion of what we call Shnai Mikra Ve'echot Targum. The general rule is that each week you should be reading through the Chumash twice and the explanation and the Targum, Targum Unculus, some say Rashi, um, of the whole Parsha each week. So Omar Abuna Bar Yehuda, Omar Abami, Lo'elam Yashrim Odom Parsha Yosef Imatzibur. A person should always conclude his parshas with the tzibur, doing the psukim twice and the translation once. You should even do atroros v'divon, which means you should read, repeat atroros v'divon, even though there's no real translation for them. Anyone who does um, Finish concludes the parishes with the community, they get long life and years. So interesting, what's Yom of Ashnoisov? Length of days and years. So no, Yom of refers to the quality of life. You can enjoy each day. And Ashnoisov is an action in quantity, you get a long life. Rabbi thought that, you know what, he's going to do the whole of Shnai Mikra on Erev Yom Kippur. He didn't have time during the rest of the year. Erev Yom Kippur is a little bit of a day off, so you would do it then. 
You shall afflict yourself on the ninth of the month in the evening. We don't afflict ourselves. We don't fast on the ninth. We fast on the tenth. Yom Kippur is on the tenth of Tishrei. So to tell you. What's it coming to teach you? Call how Eichel v'shoyse betishi mali olav akosov keilu misane tishi v'asiri. Anyone who eats and drinks on the ninth, the apostle considers it as if he fasted for both the ninth and the tenth. So you see, you shouldn't be rather spend the time having a fancy and appropriate meal than doing shnei mikrav echotagum. So they said, okay, let me do it earlier on in the year. So amalei who sabbat. No, we learned elsewhere that you should do your Shnai Mikra not too early and not too late. Like Rabbi Shur Ben Levi said to his sons, You must always conclude the Pashas with the community Shnai Mikra Ve'echot Targum. Um, we're going to see just before we go on. So Tosos point out what's not too early and not too late. So with the community would start from Mincha on Shabbos when you start laying the new parsha, and then here's a little bit of discussion until when, but at least until Shabbos you can you should conclude it. So each parsha should be done within the week of that parsha. Yeah, there's an interesting discussion. What's how should you do Targum? Some say. Of the, the classical way of doing it is to do it with Chumash, Chumash and Targum Unculus. Some say maybe it's better to do it with Rashi because that you can actually get an understanding of what the Psukim are about. And like when most of, most of us read Aramaic, it's uh, very hard to understand. But there's good reason to say still do it with Targum. Um, another question is, some say you do it exactly like it says that you do Posuk by Posuk doing the Posuk in Hebrew, the Posuk in Hebrew, as it's written in the Torah, and then doing the Targum. Um, others, and this I think I saw is how the Kroh recommends, that's what my grandfather told me how you should do it, he said you should do like a paragraph or a section so that you can get what it's talking about. If you do a Posuk, Posuk, and then the Targum or the Rashi, you won't really get what it's talking about, as opposed to if you do it a, a chapter or a section, uh, one a unit, do it, do it as a unit, do the Chumash, Chumash, and then the translation, and then the, yeah, then the explanation. And the other things that Rabbi Shoben Levi told his sons to be careful was with Vihiziru Bivridim, Rabbi be careful with the Vridim, the jugular veins like Rabbi Yudah, the plan Rabbi Yudah, Aimer, and Shishchoytes Avridim. Rabbi Yudah says you should make sure to shecht also the Vridim. We know primarily for shechting a bird, you just have to shecht the trachea or the esophagus. Rabbi Yudah comes along and says, no, you must be careful to do also the main blood vessels in the neck it's got to do with making sure that the blood drains correctly and we know it's also for us to eat blood so that's why we want it to drain correctly the third thing is be very careful with the honor of a Talmud Chochom who due to something beyond his control has forgotten his learning as we know not only were the Luchos placed in the Aaron Kodesh but also the broken Luchos the broken luchos would be the comparison to a ta- the zokain who's forgotten his learning. When you're cutting meat, do not cut it 
on your hand. I put it down on the board of the table and on a plate and cut it. I'm not sure. Some say because it's dangerous cutting over your hand, you might cut your hand. And the other one is because you'll ruin the meal. If other people see even a small cut, they see blood, or maybe they see you holding the food like that, it will ruin their appetite. Um, so that's the one thing that Robert told his sons. I'm not sure why Robert's sons needed him to tell them that. But another thing, um, sounds a bit obvious, you don't cut with a knife, with a cut over your hands. Another thing he told his sons, And another thing, don't, um, don't sit on an Aramean woman's bed and don't walk past the behind the shul at the time when the community is davening. Don't sit on an Aramean's bed. Don't go to sleep without saying Krishna. That's uh, it's a non-Jewish practice to just go to sleep. Jews go to sleep saying Krishna. Some say that you should not marry a convert. The Ikad Omri and some say Aramis Mamish. It literally means don't sit on an Aramean's bed. And why is that? Mishum Mai said Papa because of the incident with Rapopa. The Rapopa also like Abe Goyer Rapopa went to this Nanju Hotzolah Mita. She had this bed out and Omrlo shaved. She said, sit on it. Omrlay, Aini Yoshevache Tigbe Es Hamita. I'm not going to sit until you clear all the cloths. And there was, and she, so she moved all the bedding and cloths that were on, and clothes that were on the bed, and underneath was a dead child. From here, the sages said that you shouldn't sit on a Aramean's bed. Aramis of bed. Rav Papa, very interesting, uh, yeah, the is brought in the, margin of the Gomorrah, he fills out the story, he says Rav Papa had lent money to this Aramean and she and they didn't want to pay him back, so when he went, they said okay, come to our house and collect it, and they'd done this whole elaborate plan they had their child, they had put a dead baby on the bed and covered it with all clothes and they hoped that Rav Papa would sit down and then they would blame him for the death of the baby and escape and be able to avoid paying him back so he went, but he saw all the clothes on the... So he went, they said, come to our house to collect the money. And he went there and he saw all these clothes on the bed, etc. And he asked them to move them before he sat down. But because of that, Chazal told us, don't sit down there. The other thing that Robert told his sons to be careful with is not walk behind a shul. I walk past the entrance of a shul. When the community is davin, this is the proof for Rabbi Yishua ben Levi. It's forbidden for a person to walk behind the shul when someone is davening. Now it says this is specifically where there's no other entrance, but if there's another entrance, there's no problem because people will think you're not, you're just going to the second entrance, so people don't. Oh, well, firstly, what is the problem with it? Is that according to Rashi, it looks like you're throwing off your yoke, you don't care about going to Davin and Shul anymore, maybe you don't care about Hashem, maybe you don't care about. So it's disrespectful to Hashem and disrespectful to the Shul. So it comes along. Um, Abai and he clarifies, he says, if there's another entrance that people might think you're going to the second entrance, then it would be fine. 
ולא אמרון, אלא, דלייקה בייקניש תאחריני, אבל איקה בייקניש תאחריני, לא יש לו מור. אין לי ספציפי לגבי זה, זה נסקן שול, אבל אם זה נסקן שול, אז זה לא יהיה בעיה, כי אנשים לא יתאסרו שאתה עובד עם פרס לשול, כי אתה לא יודע על השם או דאבנינג אנימות, זה יכול להיות, כי אתה הולך לאלה שול. ולא אמרון, אלא דל... לא דורי טונה ולא רויט ולא מונח תפילין. אל תסי, אבל איקה חד מהנך לאיסלון בו. סאמס, אגיין, זה לא יכול להיות אם הוא מכירים לוד או רנינג או הוא מכירים תפילין. אז לא יכול להיות אם יש אחד מהם, אז אתה יכול להיות אחד מהם, אם אתה מכירים לוד או רנינג, אז אתה מכירים לוד או רנינג, אז אתה מכירים לוד או רנינג, אז אתה מכירים לוד או רנינג. And uh, wearing tunin shows that you stole your Asian mime, so you must have a good excuse why not going into shul. Tanya, Omri B'kiv, Shlosh Advoim, Oivan Yesam Midayim. There are three reasons why I love the Midis, what you can, three things you can learn from them. When they cut meat, they cut it on the table, they don't cut it on the hand. When they kiss each other in greeting or out of respect, they kiss the hand. That's like, you know, we see Svarim often, do they kiss your hand? Now she explains, because if you kiss someone on their cheek or their mouth and you leave a little bit of spit, it's very disrespectful, unpleasant and disrespectful. And a third thing, he says, when they take in counsel, when they having an important meeting, they go out into the fields to have it. And Omar Abad Abarava, where do we see this in Apostle? Yaakov sent to Rochel and Leah to come meet him in the field by his son when he wanted to discuss leaving Lovan. He didn't have the discussion in there. There he took them out into the open. And Rashi explains, because of the famous uh, saying, the walls have ears. You've got to be very careful when who's around and who's listening. So if you need to have an important discussion in private, go out into the open where they can, where no one would be around. There are three reasons why I love the Persians. Again, not only saying he's loved them, he says there are three things you can learn from them. They're modest, private in the way they eat. They're very modest in how they behave regarding the bathroom. It's true in the Dabar Akhir. And then it's true in regarding to, regarding intimacy. Well, I'm sure they are very careful to only do it at night. Have, uh, to only be intimate at night. And then it brings another postage regarding the Persians. In general, they're not viewed too favorably. It says, I have commanded... My prepared ones, Tony Rav Yosef, Eila Parsayim, this refers to the Persians, Hamugdashim, Mumuzumanim, Legehenim, who are prepared and set aside for and designated for Gehenim. Okay, after that I got to, we now go back to our Mishnah. Remember, our Mishnah was discussing the what's the earliest and latest time to say Shmai. We mentioned three opinions in the Mishnah. Rabbi Leza said until the end of the first watch, either fourth hour, Chachomim said until midnight, and Ramon Gamliel said until morning, um, remember, until dawn. We explained Ramon Gamliel as saying until dawn, because when, he, when it says, when you lie down, it means the time that people are asleep, you can still say, Kriyosh Mashal Arvis. Now, Omar of Yudah, Omar Shmuel, Halacha, Ramon Gamliel. Yudah says, Neymar Shmuel, the Halacha is like Ramon Gamliel. Um, very interesting, many learn that 
you have until dawn to say Shema. Again, we saw earlier, you're not allowed to eat or eat or sleep before saying Shema, but as long as you haven't done those, you have until dawn. The Rambam, and this seems to be quite persuasive, says, no, when we say that, Allah is like Rambam Gamli, we're saying the reason, the understanding of Vishakh Bacha, um, Rabbi Leza hold of Vishakh Bacha means at the time people go to sleep, either beginning of the night, and Rabbi Gamil means, no, it's the time that people sleep, either whole night. So he's saying the halacha is like Rabbi Gamil the whole night, but obviously in line with the Chachomim, the majority opinion, which says until midnight, and the, as we learned, that was a Xerid Rabbonin to prevent us from missing the mitzvah, and that's how Shulchan Aruch seems to paskin. So really you have, you should say Kriyashma by midnight, if you haven't, then Briyavid really, you can say it, but you must put it, you must fulfill the Harchokad Rabbonin and say it by midnight. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon Yochai, Amar Rabbi Shimon Yochai said, "Pa'amim she'adam koyer kriyash mashtei pa'amim belaila. Achas koydem shiyale amur ha'shachar, va'achas la'achar shiyale amur ha'shachar. Ve'yotze bohem yedei chovaso, achas shel yom va'achas shel laila." Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai says, "There, there's a time when you can say kriyash ma twice at night, one before dawn and one after dawn, and you can fulfill the obligation of kriyash ma." One of the day and one of the night. So the Gemara points out, that's intrinsically contradictory. You said that you can say Kriyashma, there's a time when a person will say Kriyashma twice at night. We see that after dawn, I before, between dawn, that's when it starts to get light, and sunrise when the sun and nights when the sun starts to rise is actually called night. And then we say that you can fulfill your obligation for during the day. And sorry, your one Kriyashma of the day and one Kriyashma of the night. Alma, your mama, who we see that it's actually day because you can fulfill your Kriyashma of the day. So, how do we resolve this contradiction? It is considered night. I regarding Kriyashma. Between dawn and sunrise is considered not for hot or And this that we call it day is because they're people who start to wake up from dawn, and therefore you can also actually say Kriyashma then as the daytime Kriyashma. The teaching, this that Rav Khanina said, who the halacha is like on the following price. And now the following price is the flip side of the same coin, according to how we learn English. There are times when a person will say Kriyashma twice during the day, one before dawn and one after, one before sunrise and one after sunrise. And he fulfills his obligation of Kriyashma, the obligation of the day and the obligation of the night. So the Gemara points out, You said that a person will say Kriyashma twice during the day, which implies that before sunrise is still day, is actually day. And then you said you can fulfill your obligation once during the day and once at night. We see that it's actually night. So, no, don't get. 
after dawn is considered day. Behind the Korile Laila, and this that we called at night, was specifically regarding Kriyashma, the Ik Inchi, the Ganumba, he shaisa, the people who are still sleeping at that time. And, and therefore, you can actually fulfill your operation in Kriyashma. Omar Rebbe Acha, Rebbe Chanina, Rebbe Acha, the son of Rebbe Chanina said, Omar Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi, in the name of Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi, Halacha Rebbe Shimon, Sha'omu Mishum Rebbe Kiva, Halacha is like Rebbe Shimon, as he said in the name of Rebbe Kiva. So, what do we see? Interestingly, Generally, actually, we view from dawn onwards, day, and mitzvahs that start with the day start either close to dawn or shortly after dawn. However, with Kriyashma, since the Pasuk phrases it as Vashach Bacha and Uvakumecha, the time between dawn and sunrise fulfills both those criteria. Some people are still sleeping and some people are getting up. So when necessary, if you didn't say, we'll see some qualifications, but when necessary, if you didn't say Kriyashma the whole night, you can say it up until sunrise, and also if you really need to say it early in the morning, well, and also you can say it from dawn, obviously you can say the daytime Shema from dawn like any other daytime mitzvah. Um, yeah, the main criteria would be you can't say both Kriyashma for, for last night and the Kriyashma for today between dawn and nights because that's using the same time for two diff- as the you saying that it's now not and day which can't be obviously you can't say that's the that's the tefillah of Mariv. and kiosa rabbi yitzhak by yosef omar hodr vacham rabbi chanina omar rabbi shomelevi lo befarishit me'elamichaletmar this teaching of rabbi chanina in the name of shomelevi wasn't as Said explicitly, I learned from an incident that happened. Who zuka the rabbanon de shtukor bilula the the brei rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. There was this talmidim who got a bit drunk at the wedding of the son of rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Asu lekamid rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. They came before rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Says, what can we do? We can't say shema now. Can we say it at? Or we weren't able to say kriyshma over the night. Can we say it now that it's after dawn? So Omar kadayu rabbi Shimon nismakolov. You can rely on. Rabbi Shimon Bashas had chak in a time of great necessity. Ah, it seems you have to have a really, really good excuse to say Kriyashma after dawn. But generally, generally you must say it, as we learned earlier, ideally by midnight. Well, let, let's start right at the beginning. There'd be a special mitz, the mitzvah you should do, all your mitzvahs as soon as possible. And that would be to say Kriyashma at Seisakochovim. And obviously also you can't eat or sleep before saying Kriyashma. If you aren't going to eat or sleep, you can say it until midnight, like the Chachamim hold. And if you miss saying it at midnight, you do have until dawn. If you have a very good excuse, for example, there was a wedding and you're a bit drunk and you couldn't daven before then, then you can still say Kriyashma Shel Avis from up until night, up until sunrise.